0: Once again to your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, the best kind of podcast, it's the Brain Candy Podcast. With me as always, my bestie, I missed, who's looking so radiant Mm -hmm. and beautiful, (laughs) like a freshly bloomed yellow rose in the morning sun with a little bit of
1: dew. Oh, Sarah, Louise, you shouldn't have. It's so great to see you as well. How you been? There was a a thread on the Brain Candy Crush talking about... Asking if any but other people had that ASMR thing that you yeah. do, if they found my voice soothing. <gasps> I bet
0: it That's probably why we're friends.
1: Do you? That's what they were theorizing. Like maybe
0: this is the actual yes, reason. Real life. I just. I'm like, just talk to
1: me. I don't think you have that with my yeah, most voice. Most of the
0: time, it's you listening to me talking. So. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. Then there was another person that said when her husband listens, just they're in the car together. He refers to me as just like the person that says, Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> that's my contribution to the show. Oh, my God. So you're welcome for that. Yeah. Welcome to 153, everybody. Big show today. Yeah. Might big be a downer, show. though. It, it,
2: <laughs> we should
1: just
0: prep you that we are going to be talking about sensitive subjects like sexual abuse. Yeah, trigger
1: warning. Yeah, here you go. That's it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we. you guys actually told us oh that we needed to watch Audrey and Daisy on Netflix, so Dude. I put it off for a long time, but I dove in, Yep, and it's pretty intense. It
0: is really intense. So we'll
1: be talking about that, and we also have an interview that I did with Marsha Clark, the uh, lead prosecutor in the O.J. Simpson trial, and I thought it was the perfect Um, interview to put into this episode because she has a new book out called snap judgment and it's about revenge porn (gasps) and um, Mm. sex trafficking and like the issues that people are dealing with now where you send a selfie and then you know after you guys break up then it can end up on whatever porn site and stuff like that yeah so i thought this was the perfect mix of what we wanted to talk about but first (laughs) we have shout outs we gotta do oh my gosh that always sets the tone yeah that
0: that is not sad no those bring nothing but joy so
1: pump up the jams Pump of the jams. Here we go. <laughs> and wait, before you do. What? what? If you guys want a shout out. Oh, yeah. Tell the people how they can these get one of These are for our patrons. We have a channel on patreon.com brain candy where we put all of our challenge content, interviews with cast members, stuff like that. And one of the perks to being a patron is that you can get a shout out. You know, these ridiculous things we do each week on the show? Mm. You too can have one. Yes. So that's why. I should
0: warn, tell people I am not a professional.
1: <laughs> right she's an amateur i'm an
0: amateur so you know don't be expecting like
1: i mean you've come like i feel like you're getting so much better even do you think so just did the rhyming off the top of your head like thanks what's that show wild now oh, what if i end up on that can you imagine <laughs> that's your Sarah destiny goes from
0: brain candy shoutouts to being a freestyle rapper on wild now <laughs> I did meet Chanel, and we had a little bit of talk at the VMAs, and, you know, I feel like I, I got... I got. That's what she's from? Well, she is a
1: rapper. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. She's pretty good. Oh, my God. Yeah, she gets the crowd going. Wow. Well, oh hey, that might be your future, but for now... Shout out. is. We're lucky enough to
0: have... You. People are going to hear these, and they're going to be like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs>
1: You'll get laughed off stage. Here we go. Mm. Yep. Today, and beat. we're going to start with... Uh, a, uh, gal uh, a gal named Jess. Named
0: Jess. Oh, yes, this Patreon song is for Jess. <laughs> it's for Jess. Really hot, that girl's name is Jess.
1: That was good. Good. Okay, that was the right length.
0: I almost did more, but then I saw <laughs> Susie and she was like, don't do any more of that girl, Jess.
1: Haley. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Haley, Haley. Thank you very much because you pay me. Haley, oh, you pay me.
1: <laughs> you don't even know how funny it is.
0: Sometimes when I listen, you know.
1: Oh, it's so good. But when okay. I'm doing it, I'm in the zone. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. I'm okay. just rhyming. How about...
0: Freestyle. Sydney, Sydney. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Sydney, Sydney. That girl's for me. <laughs> Sydney, Sydney. What kind of country... Sydney, Sydney. It makes me think of Australia.
1: That's <laughs> all I can't think of. Okay, last one. Candy. What? Which candy? is pretty awesome, because we are the brain
0: candy. For real. What do I rhyme when her name is Candy? Just freestyling on brain candy. Candy with candy. Candy with candy. Maybe I'll get another girl named Mandy.
1: Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Slow it down. Woo! That was awesome. All right, is there anything you want to say before we get into the meat of things? I don't know. Um... I have a story. Okay, this is a good one. Yeah. Okay. It's like, wait. What do I have? I, I want to do an Instagram story about this too. Oh, so the yeah. other day, okay, okay, uh, Adam decided he had had it because my car was so dusty and dirty. Uh-huh. Like we had to clean it, right? Yeah. So he takes it. We go to the car wash. He does it himself. He does the whole job. He would. We drive it home. We. He decides it's like a thousand degrees here still, right? D- yes. So he's like, I'm going to polish it. I got to polish wax, you know, Uh like Karate Uh -uh. Kid style. (laughs) So he spends like an hour in the sun waxing this thing. And uh, he's sweating his balls off. Mm -hmm. And then it's done. It looks perfect. He brings it into the garage and hits the house. (laughs) The car. He wrecks the car. No, he didn't. He (laughs) crashed the car. Into my house. Into your house right after he finishes detailing it. Exactly. Exactly. Like he was like one of the, it was like licking his finger and doing like one tiny spot. is the ultimate, what, what, what wrong? Well, you know how we don't have a driveway. It's like this weird street we live on. And so he's parked right in front of the garage and doing the whole wax. And then just when he went to bring it in, misjudged like (gasps) the, the cut of the, (laughs) (laughs) and I hear this smash and I'm in my house and I thought my kid was dead. Right. Yeah. And then it was worse, No, <laughs> <laughs> And I went down, and, like, my car crashed, and my house is broken.
0: <laughs> the funniest would be if you took your car in, and they were like, congratulations, you get a free detail with this <laughs> service. Right? That would be my favorite thing. Oh,
1: my God. If they're like, we're offering our... The Jeep
0: dealership gives you a free car wash oh my- when you take your car in.
1: Well, so we don't need that. Nope. Not but anymore. I could Save use... The water. Like, all the scratch. It's, like, scraped. What part of your house? Right by the garage. That sucks. It really does. What is going on with your neighborhood is, like, cursed. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I don't know. Adam says he has a case of the dropsies. Like, he's feeling d- clumsy right oh. now. I would look at what the...
0: <laughs> right. What, like, there's probably something, like, with some polar, like... Well, they say it's in retrograde. There's, like, a shift, like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. That, okay, that's... That explains it. That
1: explains it. That's That's what people say. Not his poor driving? No. (sighs) (sighs) So that was what happened to me. You have any stories like that? I sure (sighs) could use some. I
0: don't. I mean, I just got a husband in a neck brace who's getting real antsy. We've played so much (laughs) Trivial Pursuit.
1: Do you feel like you've learned some trivia? Definitely. What did you learn? Like, give me an example. (laughs) What... Is the dumbest domesticated animal. Dumbest, domestic, fish. I don't know if they're technically domesticated, are they? (laughs) Right, we just put them in our domestic style. Right. Uh, Okay. Oh, guinea pig? Mm, No, but that's also a good guess. Who? It's the turkey. Oh. Wait, they're domesticated? That's what I said. And also I was
0: like... This is a stretch. What does the test look like for this? (laughs) Is it standardized? Is it multiple choice? Like with their did, number two pencils. Right. Did you like line them up and like, is it a race somewhere? And you were like, quick, go. Like what if it were like a challenge final? Right. And they had to like solve this and then they had to smell this. I'm picturing to...
1: them in like potato sack races,
0: Right. <laughs> the barn animals, domesticated animals. Because I had to, in my head, I was, I got the answer wrong. What did I, you guess? Bunnies I guessed, or what? No, I guessed a cow. Are they, I guess I don't know what domesticated means. A domesticated animal is an animal that's that was wild that we have then bred, bred for human use in some way. So oh, it's like okay. going to be like consumption or to utilize yeah. on a
1: farm. I guess I don't think about it like that. Okay, yeah, I was thinking more of pet. a pet, right? <laughs> that right. That's because once we got fish, I realized that I will. So I am always fine with eating fish. Oh, yeah, me too. Because those fools are useless. Totally useless. Does <laughs> don't yours know- write to me. Do not write to me, <laughs> Does sleep. yours know when it's time
0: for food?
1: I don't know if they know when it's time. They know when I put it in. <laughs> <laughs> they were checking their little fish watches. Their little fish oh she's early today (laughs) (laughs) no they know when i put it in only they smell it
0: yeah well i mine i used to come up to the your
1: fish begged for food well it used
0: to it used to know when i came up to the when i came up to the the tank that it was like food time and then it would come up and like if i put my finger in it would nibble on my finger
1: oh my god really yeah bluefish little betta fish Okay, well, they're still dumb, and I don't mind That's eating That's true. Them. They are dumb. Okay, you guessed cow. That was a good guess. Yeah, but I was wrong. But
0: I was trying to think through it. Yeah. some people would say pig, but they no, are the they're the smartest. they're so smart, yeah. Speaking of pigs. Yeah. Did you see what Challenger just adopted one?
1: Oh, my God. She is so stupid.
0: Ashley. I have a feeling that the farm backyard in her Las Vegas apartment is not an appropriate
1: size to house a pig. It's but- not even a little... Like, it's going to be huge. It's going to be big.
0: Car Maria, did you see the, the chain between Car and Maria <laughs> no. and. It was my favorite thing. One of my favorite things that happened this weekend was watching Car Maria, who's like lives in Montana on an actual farm, <laughs> go, uh, uh, Excuse me. Uh, just so you know, that's going to grow to be between about 75 and 110 pounds. Yeah. And it needs this much food and blah, 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 blah. And, what is she thinking? And Car's like, Call me when you need to. Uh, yeah. You Let's know. watch this train wreck. Um, <laughs> I think Ashley was like, yeah, I'll be calling you. I'm, oh sure. my I'm like, God. oh my God. Because there's no such thing as a miniature right. pig. They're just the pigs that are, a, they are breeding them too young. So if you oh. take a three month old pig, it's reached sexual maturity, but it's not an adult pig. It's not full grown, but you can breed a pig very young. So that When the, the breeder's like, oh yeah, the mother is only 10 pounds. It's because the mother's only three months old. That's oh like my taking God. a 13-year-old and being like, What's, she's got a
1: size A boob. <laughs> What's the difference between a pig and a hog?
0: Oh, that's a real good question. I think a hog is just, or no, sow and hog. I think it's like gendered, and a pig oh. is maybe the gender neutral oh, one. Oh, okay. Got it. Great. So it's nice that you refer to them as pigs, you know, in case they, <laughs> I'm so their identity minded. is
1: <laughs> they really, Well, you know. okay. So that's a mess, but... um, The answer to your question was turkey. Yeah, that makes sense. Those those guys are dumb.
0: Yeah, they seem really dumb. And then, yeah, it says pig, hog, and boar essentially describe the same animal, but there are some distinctions. A boar is an uncastrated male domestic pig, but it also means a wild pig of any gender. Yeah,
1: sometimes I wish the answers are. Yeah, yeah, They, (laughs) they don't tell you anything. Sometimes ignorance really is bliss. Yeah. And uh, I learned when
0: you play Trivial Pursuit, you can answer Sherlock Holmes to a lot of the questions and get it right. Yeah. If it's anything, like, detective or bookie or whatever, oh, just bookie. answer Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear, there were, like, six questions that I'm like, who's going to know that? And the answer was Sherlock Holmes. So That's
1: funny. It, it There are a lot of, like, pet you know yeah answers yeah
0: oh i was really mad at trivial pursuit for this reason and i think all of my brain catty brainiacs brainiacs will agree with me i'm also thinking that i should take a photo of it send it to the people at trivial pursuit and they should send me like i don't know a free like me. booster pack.
1: booster pack <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't want the whole game i don't
0: need that <laughs> uh so one of the questions Please was what is the only mammal that can't fly that can fly
1: What is the only mammal that that can't can't fly? fly That
0: can fly? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. The answer is man.
1: Oh, that is horrible. I know,
0: because humans can't fly, but they can fly because you can take a plane. But the answer on the back of the card said man. And I was like, oh, hell no. They're called humans. And what? Women
1: can't be flying. Yeah, but when when did they get in the business of like pun, like weird type of. That's like a joke, a riddle. It's not a a trivial pursuit question. I was like looking. Neither is another question. Furthermore, what other mammals could get on planes? Oh my god, you're right. Thank you. We
0: have... a dog flies all the time. My mom's dog is airborne often more than me. These they are spreading lies, Lies. and (laughs) they're trying to be fun. Okay, see, don't you think that it's worth a booster pack? Because we've at clearly... Least. At least. A <laughs> booster pack. So I, re- I was really upset about that one. You really and were. And I, pu- I put the card to the side and I yeah. was like, uh, <laughs> we'll be writing in about this. <laughs>
1: put this to the side. So. Hold on. I got to keep up with all these topics I got to write down. You know, Port that Nalia. was real
0: funny to me.
1: Uh, all right. So... You've probably learned a lot. That's very making you very smart. Even if they make some mistakes, yes. You know what else is smart? What smart is getting contacts at a really great price? Well, you can't read the answers if you can't see them. <laughs> so true, Sarah. If you are tired of overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses, we have the best solution for you. Try Hubble. What if I told you you could get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for less? 60 contacts for $30. Do the math. That's a dollar a day. It's half the price of the other brands. Go to hubblecontacts.com and get your first two weeks for free. They skip the middleman, beat the other guys, and they sell directly to you, which is great. Don't overpay or overwear.
2: I just like to add add
1: things there for you. Easy on the eyes and the wallet. Go to hubblecontacts.com to get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's have you ever seen pairs. those people
0: who like leave? Well, remember the lady who left her contacts in for a million years, but like yeah. people who leave their contacts in for a really long time? Yeah, a
1: lot of people do that. <sighs> they
0: shouldn't do that. that's yeah. how tell you once I saw Kenny Santucci take his contact out, put it in his <laughs> mouth, clean it off, and then put it back.
1: Yes, you have like several times, <sighs> but I understand why it. Every time it's the
0: visual that comes to my head, I'm like, ah! Because it can't be the only one doing that. People, don't do that. Go to Hubble. Anyways, moving on.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. So, we decided to watch um, Audrey and Daisy. Yes. Which is on Netflix and probably elsewhere, but is it a Netflix original? Maybe it's only on Netflix. Maybe. I don't know. And it's about the issue of uh, rape, number one.
0: I would even call it... uh, gang rape in a college or a a high school environment like setting where we've seen multiple reports that have happened, like multiple cases that have happened all across the country Mm -hmm. where there'll be a group of boys and there's almost always drugs and alcohol involved. Yep. And... To say the lines become blurry is like, I hate to use that, those terms because Mm -hmm. that's often what the people who like to protect the victim or the, the,
1: well, it's definitely complicated, but it's,
0: they're, it's a very, it's very complicated. And I think it's teens who are starting to learn about sex and starting to learn about their own sexual identity. And you combine that with the pressures of. Social media and the things that we see, and like the access that young boys have to porn that depicts women in a if you in a very degrading way yeah and if they're like these kind of mentality, like this mentality of like
1: the, the it thing grows
0: I- like a cancer
1: and it's the, the reason why the, the movie so important is because, obviously, it ruins lives, mm-hmm. okay? And that goes for the, the boys and the girls, mm-hmm. ruined their lives. And it, there's so much to unpack that needs to be dismantled. Like, this isn't as simple as, like, let's educate our boys and girls. It's like a system, you know, whether it's, like, a football team mentality or a fraternity yes. hazing. These situations yes. where systems are built around everyone agreeing that that certain behaviors are acceptable. Right. And to push back against that means usually the woman is a bitch, or if the guy says it's wrong, then he's ostracized. He
0: takes all the blame and is the only one who ends up in jail. Well, that's
1: for sure. Yeah. So the story goes that um, one of the characters in the film has commit suicide because after um, experiencing a sexual assault during a blackout, a drunken blackout... Mm-hmm. Um, that you know she they was then spread pictures of her on social media and via text and things like that and like in her mind this was the end of her life mm-hmm. and she could never recover from it mm-hmm. and and so she ended her life because she couldn't see the end of that tunnel
0: yeah
1: and then a separate story in the film is about a girl who didn't end her life but her life is ruined and she's... I still... I follow her on social media. Daisy? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it still seems like she's struggling. Yeah. In a public way. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Oh, and I'll tell you, as somebody who is a survivor of sexual abuse, I... And a lot of my sexual abuse was public because I talked about it on the show. I...
1: How did... Did you ever get the sort of like... Did anyone ever call you a horror? Slaughter? Oh,
0: absolutely. People who knew me in my real life went on MTV.com. People who knew my dad when we were little kids, like, went and said that I was a liar on MTV.com, and all this stuff about because I think, to be honest, I think the person who did it was somebody who was a victim of my dad, mm. and I think that admitting that I, something happened to me. Would also mean admitting something happened to her. Yeah. And I saw about three girls that were in my friend circle, mm-hmm. very close, that I just have these feelings about. That something happened to them, too.
1: Yeah. You're teaching me, too. I'm starting to sniff it out mm-hmm. as well. And I've been saying it to different people. When Whenever you talk about someone, you think, wonder why... They're behaving in this way. Mm -hmm. You can usually kind of put the pieces together and say, you know what? Something like this may have happened because this is the behavior they're exhibiting. Well, when I saw,
0: when I watched the documentary and you can see the, the, how, well, first I should say that, that every teenager goes on a quest to kind of like find out who they are and struggles with identity, I'm sure. And tries on many hats but I watched Daisy in the, in the progression of this documentary almost physically on the outside uh, look like she was trying to find herself. Mm. It was her hair got darker and darker and she dyed her hair and she started like getting tattoos and none of those things alone are bad. Oh, no. Like, I don't want to say that, oh, if you, like, are a teenager who dyes their hair and gets piercings, like, that... But as somebody myself who didn't know who I was because I felt like such a... Sh- I had a big part of me stolen. Yeah. And I know that a lot of listeners out there are going to be... This is going to be... They know these feelings. Cause yeah. This, I'm not the only one to feel this way. So they having that part of you stolen... And really, it's it's a, a part of your childhood, and a part in a time where you're really trying to like find out who you are. You almost go to crazy efforts to f- fill that hole with something else. And you know, when you feel confident in yourself, and when you feel secure in who you are, and when you feel like you have a, a family and a bunch of people around you who support who you are, then you can be who you are. Mm-hmm. But when you are being told nasty things about you or you have voices inside of your head that are just nightmares of, of experiences and moments that play over and over, I think that ability to find yourself is like lost. Even in the documentary, she said, it's like you're in a dark room with all the lights off and you don't know that they're, you can't even see the light because mm-hmm. you're in a dark corner. And I think in that dark corner, you often do things to kind of create a mask or a wall or like try to to explain your identity through other ways of like piercings and tattoos and you know dressing a certain way and i did it i did those exact same things yeah and so when i see that i was like oh man that's like i know that identity struggle of like it took me a long time to uh, you know let go of that
1: well One of the themes of the film is the way that women... Because it's usually women. So I know some men have also been uh, sexually assaulted, of course, as well. But uh, in the film, it's women. And oftentimes, women and victims don't come forward because nobody believes them, A. And even in this case, where there's like mountains of evidence of what went on, and even some guys admitting Mm -hmm. what went on, that even sometimes the the town sheriff, you know, I hate him. Yeah. I hate him so much. I mean, I was so mad watching that. And he is like a prototype. This is not unusual. And that's another system oh in place. There's a lot of great cops, of course. Right. But sometimes there's a system set up where it's like, "Oh, boys will be boys," yeah. and the, you know, the system is then made up of males mostly. And the so then it that gets people in a small
0: town were more upset. Yeah, that there was a tarnished or, yeah. name, that when you Google that town, a sexual assault comes up instead of how they make the list of 100 best fishing spots in the United States. Yeah, right. They I were mad like, at her, the girl. They were mad at the girl. How about teach your boys to not be fucking rapists, you idiots?
1: Yeah.
0: So, you know, I, I, I got to say that the character, character, real person, who really stood out to me and I thought was such a, like,
1: hopeful character was the brother. Oh my gosh. He's a hero.
0: I'm like going to get choked up talking about it because it was like, we need men. Yeah. This is not an issue that's like just for women.
1: Right. Yeah. He was the uh, really heroic figure in the film and he actively fought or is fighting for his sister and, you know, lost friends Mm -hmm. and, you know his life was uprooted as well. Oh yeah. And so sometimes to do what's right, you lose a lot. And now he's a little league coach. I know. He's and super he heard cool. he like somebody
0: asked him to be it, and he was like, "No, I'm not. That's uh, like really like you know why I'm going to be so tough on him." Blah 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 blah. And so he was coaching, and he overheard some boys talking in a in a way that put down
2: women yeah, or put yeah, down yeah. a girl.
0: Yeah. And he sa- he stopped everything, and yeah. he was like, "Huddle up, guys!" Like, Yeah this may be something that you talk about here, but this is not what we're going to be about here. And if yeah. you want to be a part of that, you can just leave right now. But yeah. And I was like, and then he said that that day he saw like a click and how like the boys all changed. And I was like, this is what we need. Yeah. We need like the men who are role models to say, this is how you're supposed to treat a woman and stand up and like be that,
1: a real knight in shining armor. Yeah.
2: explore more stories like shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact
1: um the the film is hard to watch especially if you've experienced sexual assault um or suicidal thoughts but it's an important film very important because the way that information is spread now we have to educate our kids and you know a lot of people i've heard in the brain candy crush and i've heard this elsewhere you know talk about how you know people need to be held responsible like if you as far as alcohol goes you know um and i don't disagree with that i i do not think it's safe for young people to be drinking like that and then Because they black out and then things happen. Yeah. So, yes, of course, we should teach our kids to protect themselves and to avoid getting into those situations. But if they do, their uh, attackers need to be held accountable as well. So, it was just, there's so many components that they do such a great job of exploring. Mm -hmm. And um, I would recommend it if you're interested. And it's shocking how many people have experienced. I've been raped. You've had terrible experiences from such a young age and like I don't have shame at all Mm -hmm. um but I know that's something a lot of people have Mm -hmm. and that is very hard to undo when there's a feeling of really hard I deserve this or whatever
0: there were so many things that she was saying that that you know rang. I think I just think it's really important you know for people to see whether you've experienced like something like that or not um you know it reminded me of a, another experience i had this weekend i went and saw the movie wind river
2: hmm. have you heard of this no. it's
0: with jeremy renner renner, renner okay. jeremy renner it's really good and we yeah, don't I even think know that's if that
1: actually in it <laughs> <laughs> it is because i wrote it down uh-
0: I knew I was going to do that. So I was like, I just don't, I have to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Cause it'll be a Martell's Bennett, Bennett, <laughs> Bennett, Bennett situation. That's so, That's so, funny. Funny. so I go to see this movie and the movie is about an assault, basically the same, same situation, like the, an assault that happens, but it happens on a uh, native American reservation ah. and the <clears> throat> sheriffs throat> are very limited in what they're able to do. And the they, like they don't have jurisdiction, so the FBI has to come in. But the FBI doesn't even care enough to call it an actual case. And it's so and it's based on a true story.
1: Oh God! And
0: it's so I loved it. My husband and I both thought it was fantastic. But there is a very violent scene where the woman is raped, and a a couple got up. Uh, like I would say they're probably in their late fifties. Uh, like, white couple in... This is in, you know, Cota de Casa, got up and walked out of the film during this scene. And oh. I could tell the look on the woman's face was, like, almost like, I can't believe... I'm not going to sit here and watch... Uh, one of two thoughts was happening yeah. that I could imagine she was having. Either yeah. she's a victim of yeah. rape and this or sexual abuse, yeah. and this was too triggering and too much because, as a viewer, it was hard to watch. But that made me go... Like, when I saw her walking out, I wanted to be like... No, I know it's hard to watch, but this is why you need to see it because you need to remember this is a real story and these, how come you can watch people's heads getting cut off in Game of Thrones, but you can't sit there and watch a woman be sexually assaulted? Why? Because it's so intense. So shouldn't we then be applying the same shock and like intense emotional feelings to been the needs of the victims and the people who, like, it's just so backwards. She might have been
1: in a different moment of Absolutely her recovery, Absolutely
0: yeah. Totally was. I knew it. But, like, I just, it made me think of the different reasons for why somebody would walk out of there and maybe why somebody would choose not to see one of these movies. And I just think it's so important to really show people. Like, I've got a 15-year-old... Uh, uh, step and I'm like, I think she has to watch this movie, oh, this yeah. documentary. Yeah, I think the, it's important. Uh, um, Audrey, Audrey and, and Daisy, and Daisy yeah. because I think 15-year-old girls, as much as it's hard to hear, guess what? You know what else is hard? Sexual abuse. Right. So, either listen, sit down and listen well, anyway, to it, and, or...
1: And heaven forbid they have to encounter mm, that, but their friends might, or Right, whatever, and be so. ready and know what to do, and it's just like, oh, it's so hard. Well, okay, so... Let me talk about Marsha Clark for a sec. Yes. Okay. So she has this book out, which I read, and it was a real page-turner. It's like, if you like true crime oh, stuff, awesome. which yeah. I'm super into, um, then I think you'll like it. And it's called Snap Judgment. I recommend it. Uh, now, we've talked about the whole OG mm-hmm. trial before, um, and you were a little younger than me, so it wasn't like as, you know important a moment in your life i assume yeah but when i it was when i was i don't know 16
0: oh yeah this that it was, was definitely on. your yeah and rumors. i
1: watched Marsha clark and she was so competent and like serious business you know but like was vilified by the media they would talk about her hairdo and how she looked and what she wore, nobody talked about any of the other attorneys or what they wore or how they looked, of course, like Johnny Cochran or Robert Shapiro or Kardashian or even Chris Darden, the other prosecutor. And she was in a lion's den, you know, it's a bunch of dudes and the case, not only is the case of the century, but it's about spousal abuse, spousal alleged homicide. And, you know, this guy that had a pattern of beating his wife up mm-hmm. and she's the only woman in this whole trial oh just remember watching her and being like, I love her. She's such a badass. Yeah. And um of course I had a disappointing outcome in terms of that trial if you ask me. Um but she is so cool now. I was talking to her in the interview about how since People versus OJ Simpson came mm-hmm. out last year and then also the OJ made in America to a lesser extent, she has now become like this feminist hero. It's great. I'm so happy for Who her. Who played
0: her in the movie? Sarah
1: Paulson. <gasps> Oh, cool. And she did a great That's job. That's a good
0: person to play you. She's yeah. a great actress. And
1: she, I saw in other interviews where Marsha Clark was like, it was awesome having yeah. Sarah Paulson play her.
0: And Sarah Paulson is like feminist.
1: Yes. Like, I don't take any... And I think she brought some of that to the rate. table. It was really good. And I'm so happy for Marsha Clark that now she's in a point 20 years later. Yeah. Because that ruined her life. It's just like this other stuff. Like, she was oh. on everybody's TV. <sighs> yeah. And then... It's over. She lost. So lost her job, essentially. Couldn't go back to work. Had to be like, okay, now who am I? Oh she God. had a three-year-old and a five-year-old at the time. Was a single mom. And... We never what?
0: hear about that other side of the story.
1: I can't believe it because I have a five-year-old and I'm like, how did she do that and not go mad? Right. But anyway, so I when I got the chance to interview her for our show, I thought, number one, we love strong women. Duh. Smart women. Duh. And she's really fun and nice. Like, I've seen a million interviews with her, and everyone's like, how come everyone says you're such a a bitch? You seem so nice. And she's like, I don't know. (laughs) And so she's like, I'm trying to figure out the same thing. And one of the things we talked about, which I discovered in preparation for the interview, was that, do you remember, now this is way before your time, there was a show called My Sister Sam, and there was a woman on the show named Rebecca Schaefer, Mm -mm. and she had um, a stalker. (gasps)
0: <gasps> Rebecca Schaefer
1: rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. she had a st- stalker named Robert Bardo, and he came Even that to her house. Rings a bell. Is this an acid situation? No. Oh, he murdered her. Okay, well there you go. Yeah, Didn't he mean- showed up oh. at her house, asked for an autograph. She gave it to him. Imagine how you'd feel if a fan showed up like at your door and was like, "No, oh. no, no." So no, she no, gave no, him no. the uh, autograph. He left. Came back an hour later, rang the doorbell. She opens the door, and he and he shoots her. And kills her and then runs away. He had catcher in the rye in his back pocket, just like John Lennon's murderer did, weirdly. I know. Your face is like, what? But anyway, so uh, Marsha Clark was the lead prosecutor on that as well. And they changed the laws about, like, accessing DMV records, like how they're not allowed to be public so that people can have protection, privacy. (gasps) And
0: oh so my God, changed. I get goosebumps like this yeah. is so serious. Like, this
1: woman, Marsha Clark, even before the OJ trial was doing things that were extraordinary. And um, so it was an honor to talk to her. Oh, this is real exciting. Whenever you um, are here, by the way, who's watching your dog? Well, luckily. <laughs> what, what's the deal? Is he just laying around? Well, I,
0: this, <laughs> is, this is hard to admit. I feel like I'm getting called out because (laughs) that's so funny i got this great new app right and it's pretty much like an well not like it is it's an activity tracker for your dog yeah so it goes on his collar and it's he doesn't even notice it he doesn't care but (laughs) you know whatevs uh And it monitors, like, you know, how much, how physically active your dog is, which is great because I come over here, my husband's, you know, usually traveling, and somebody's got to walk the dog, so we use dog services and things like that, or, like, you know, maybe... You say to your father-in-law, like, hey, <laughs> could you walk the dog? Yeah, And then you get home at night, and you look at the app, and it says my dogs have 12 minutes of activity. Right. So and I'm like, somebody <laughs> didn't do what they were supposed to do. Who do I have to be mad at? So it's been really great because I've had a lot of trouble with my dog in... Uh, Keeping him active and him getting enough exercise, he started gaining a little bit of weight. So this has been a great reminder to keep my pet active. It helps me know when he's escaped. Yep. That's already happened twice. They alert your phone. It alerts my phone and it says, hey, hey, Sarah. No way. Sigmund's about 300 feet away from your house down on You're
1: kidding. Uh Uh-huh. I got to take that. Guess where he was? (laughs) On we gotta, Guess where I don't live. I'm going to have to bleep out every time you say that oh, name. So, right. so Robert Bardo doesn't come to your Oh, my house. God. You're right. Well, that's not my street ad. That's, that's like a street over for me. So oh we're safe. Oh, my God. <laughs> um but here's the deal whistle lets you set activity goals based on your pet's age breed and weight to help you monitor daily activity and rest and lets you know if your doggy got loose and is on the run yep it brings peace of mind to pet owners across the nation for a limited time all our listeners get 25 dollars off a whistle device when you use our code brain candy go to whistle.com right now and use code brain candy at checkout visit whistle.com today. Whistle, the smarter way to care for your best friend. Aww, Besides he me. He's my well, okay, What so if you put friend? a whistle thing on me? Oh my god, so funny. <laughs> and I was like, Susie, you've only had 12 minutes of activity. <laughs> so, that's the story on that, and now you're going to get this story. <laughs> Bless you! Oh my gosh, Are it's you have been okay? holding that
0: in since the start of the episode. I was like, that's going to come out sometime. <laughs> I'm lucky
1: I didn't pee at the same time. That was a big one. Woo! Now you're going to get this story on Marsha Clark, who kindly agreed to talk to us about her new book Snap Judgment and also about her career in law. Welcome to the show, Marsha Clark. All right. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the Brain Candy podcast. We are super honored and we are also super excited about your book. So congratulations on Snap Judgment. Thank
2: you. My Thank gosh. you. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. I- I'm looking forward to
1: it. I am cracking up because it's Labor Day today that we're recording and I feel like that answers my first question because you're laboring on Labor Day, but why <laughs> don't you ever rest on your laurels, Marsha Clark?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cuz that would be boring. Anybody could do that.
1: <laughs> are you so are you just loving the work? Like you're never one that's going to just stop and t- you know, take it easy
2: probably not. Come on, Seems unlikely. I'm <laughs> not seeing that, not feeling it. <laughs> not you, know, it's really happening. Just that, you know, because there's so many fun things to do. It's really, when I first left the DA's office, it was really kind of scary. I didn't know what else to do. I had been a lawyer and practicing lawyer, you know, all my adult life, you know, for the most part. And I didn't know how this was going to work out. You know, what what's next? And I tried a bunch of different things and did TV hosting and, you know, all that stuff. And We did do some um, reality show producing and appearance and hosting, that kind of thing. And then I really felt like I needed to find, you know, I just kind of needed to find my way. And I wound up writing scripts on a show for Lifetime, um, and I loved it. And it reminded me of how much I loved writing when I was a kid and how I would wanted to be a crime fiction writer as a kid. And so I actually went out and sold pilots with the creator of that show. And script writing is, is the only funner thing or at least as fun as book writing mm. in the writing world. It's really, really fun. And then I decided to, after we did that for a while, I decided, you know what, it's time to recognize, realize the dream. If I'm ever gonna do it, do it now. And so I started writing books. And so I started with the Rachel Knight series based on a prosecutor. And I <laughs> did that for like four a series of four books. And then I thought, you know, I'd really like to revisit my roots because I started as a defense attorney mm-hmm. and wound up being. And then I just thought, you know, I'd like to write from the defense side of of things. And I've really been having fun with Samantha.
1: Do you find
2: writing as satisfying as law? It's a different form of satisfaction. Mm. You know, I mean, you you know, practicing law from defense or prosecution side is a different experience entirely. um, And I loved it. Uh, And I still practice. I do appellate cases for the indigent court appointed cases. And I still love it. But the freedom of being able to make up your own stories, yeah. right.
1: <laughs> right? You know, I mean, that's kind of cool. So. <laughs> well, you said something in an interview that I thought was really poignant, and you said something to the effect of writing—you write fiction to tell the truth—and I had never thought of it like that. Mm-hmm.
2: I think that oh, yeah. is so that is such an interesting way to see it. Because who was it? Jean Cocteau said, "More truth is told in fiction than in any." Uh, True story. I just mangled it because he said it better, but you get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. yeah, it is. You have the cover of fiction to tell the truth about all kinds of things. And so I love that freedom.
1: Well, what? so this book, Snap Judgment, which everyone needs to read because it is a freaking page turner. I was like, oh, thanks so for glad. nothing. Here's my, my, uh, afternoon gone because I can't put it <laughs> down. Um, yes. but you chose to write about revenge porn, which is one of the themes of the book and other sexual crimes. And I was just wondering, you know, what made you feel t- it was the right time to do
2: that? I, you know what? I kind of follow the trends and what's going on yeah. um, in terms of crime. You know, what's what's the new thing, the new wave? I mean, it's not that new, but it certainly does seem to be gaining momentum. Yes. This notion. Right. So it's, it's kind of this this weird, sad thing where it's like a child who, who gets a machete, you know, or a child who gets a machine gun. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do with it. You know, they're going to probably kill a lot of people before they figure out. You know that what you know it's dangerous, and that's what's happening with our technology. We have much more power than we know how to deal with, and so when you send somebody a picture, you you completely whatever you send to someone is out of your control. Whether it's written, whether it's an image, you lose complete control of it. They can do whatever they want, and it's been that power has been abused, as we've seen in the news so many times, where kids or women, and typically it's women who are the victims of this. They'll share they'll share a photograph with her boyfriend or with somebody and somebody either hacks their account or the boyfriend gets mad Mm. and uses it to punish them with and to torture them with. So I decided to write about that. So we have Alicia Hutchins who is a somewhat sheltered uh, daughter of a very wealthy and uh, famous civil practitioner, civil lawyer who is a friend of Samantha's and she's a very driven perfectionist, very sweet and somewhat sheltered girl. She goes off to USC and uh, meets this really handsome student who's very sexy and daring and all the rest of it. And he seems very devoted to her. She's a little too naive to see what her friends can tell, which is that there's something wrong with boyfriends, you know. Right. And he, you know, the the what seems to be a lovely devotion turns into complete obsession. And when she finally has to break it off with him because he's driving her crazy, he, her pictures are published. All all the nudies that she sent him at his request wound up on the internet, and she got. She winds up dead. Um, And, of course, he's the suspect. And then he winds up dead. And then one of the suspects that stands tall for his murder is Alicia's father, of course, because he's going to avenge the death of his daughter because everyone believes that the ex-boyfriend was the one who killed her. And this is like in the first 30
1: pages, people. That's what's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and then we go from there. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so, I mean... This is a common theme. As you said, people are, you know, send selfies and nudes to their whoever and don't maybe think about what could be done with them afterwards. So, yeah, I mean, you would think because you're obviously Marcia Clark was a part of the rise of reality television in a way. And you would think after, after all these years, people would have a sense for what can happen if you if your image is out in the public as it, as it could be in this situation. True.
2: True. You know, I mean, it's just that people are not aware. It's it's really a matter of of trust, you know. Hacking is one thing, and what are you going to do? I mean, you know, these these trolls Mm -hmm. are out there, and they're going to do this sort of thing. But what's more upsetting, I think, to women, don't get me wrong, it's horrible to be hacked by some unknown faceless troll, Mm -hmm. but probably worse is to be betrayed by someone that you thought loved you, and that's happened a bunch. So a woman or a guy, you know, gets rejected and the next thing you know everything you trusted them with is out there in the internet and so it seems to me that we need greater protections for people there needs to be technology where you can restrict what they do with your image there needs to be greater punishment one of the things i wrote about in the book is you get bu- a guy gets busted for revenge porn at most he's going to face six months in jail yeah it's come that. on yeah after well- ruining a life
1: Right, and that's the thing is that people might not realize is for many people, it can truly ruin their life. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you think about... So when I was thinking about the readers of your book and who would love it, I was thinking, even though this is crime fiction, that the same folks who love um, true crime, like the serial mm-hmm. podcast and Making a Murderer and the uh, The Keepers, don't you think they would enjoy this book as well?
2: Yeah, I do, because these the, the things you see on serial, these podcasts they focus on the unusual case also, yeah, if all you ever talked about was the usual case, which is you know Danny's mad because Amanda said no, and then he rapes her or Danny's mad' because Amanda breaks up and he kills her, okay, but that's a five minute story right There's nothing okay, this is what happened, but if you have when it when it becomes something worth podcasting about or you know, making documentaries about then it's always a case where there's some unusual twist to it, and that's what my stories are. They are real kind of. They're stories that are definitely based in my experience in criminal law, both as defense and prosecutor, um, with with unusual twists to them that could really happen. Mm-hmm. That could really, you know, and and if they did happen, you they'd wind up on serial. The benefit that I have in a book is I can really talk at length about how. Samantha investigates the case, which is how an attorney really would investigate what they would be looking for and explain to you every step of the way. So we end with a little bit of fun and humor, you know, thrown into it. Yeah.
1: And as a reader, it was both entertaining, but I also felt like I learned a lot because we don't, most normal people don't know a lot about the, how this all goes down behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and you really Mm -hmm. do a great job of making it accessible and fun and interesting and you know, great. Yeah. Good job. Um, oh, thank you. I'm
2: so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad you hear it. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
1: How do you feel like since you began your career that the justice system has changed, if
2: at all, anyway? Oh, I think it's changed, not in the essence. I mean, it always comes down to the same thing. No matter how much technology we have, um, internet, uh, you know, surveillance cameras, cell phones, and all that, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, police have to go out, defense attorneys, investigators have to go out and talk to the witnesses. Ultimately, shoe leather does matter. You're going to come down to the same thing in every case. You must talk to these people and find out what they've seen. But now we do have more technology to help us in terms of, what we get in terms of evidence. We have DNA. Now we have DNA analysis that's called touch DNA, where even if all you do is touch something, they could they're sensitive enough now methods to to type that DNA to get a profile, which is amazing because back when I started doing DNA cases, you needed a whole bunch of blood in very mm. good shape to be able to analyze it for the DNA. Now it's gotten down to infinitesimal amounts of DNA allow for us to profile someone. So We're getting better and better at gathering the evidence to prove who did and did not commit a crime. And that's something that has to be dealt, that that definitely has changed the way cases are presented and prepared. Um, But you also have the media, right? The media disseminates an awful lot of information. I think people come in with experiences of having watched Making a Murderer or The Jinx, You know, they have expectations. (laughs) yes. 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 And the more people talk about all of these um, whoopty stuff like DNA and um, this kind of fancy analysis, the more jurors expect it. But it can't always be there. Mm -hmm. Not every case is going to have DNA involved. And if somebody comes in and shoots another person without really touching surfaces or leaving detectable DNA, you know, you're not going to have it. And so jurors are kind of being led to believe they should always have it in order to convict, and that's a problem in itself. Oh, that's in and interesting.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. I never thought of that. Um, one of the things that I feel like is so fascinating about you is that I feel like your image in the public eye has changed so much, and people now refer to you all the time in the press as like a feminist hero and inspiration and admiration, but that wasn't always the way it was. And I'm wondering what no. it's like for you that now... Now, people are lauding your, you know, your, you yeah. as his hero.
2: Yeah. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I just look at it and go, what? really? Oh, really? I'm still the same. I was this before. <laughs> that's what I was going <laughs> to say see now. Is what I was, you know, it's so crazy. Somebody was actually saying to me the other day, oh, you're so different. Said, no, I'm not. <laughs> really that not. is weird. <laughs> it's weird. But, you know, that's why they say, you know, the, the way in which you're portrayed, it can it's so easy to be spun one way or spun another way. And especially during the trial, most people did not watch it gavel to gavel. Most people, and even if they think they did, they didn't. Yeah, You know, they, nobody had time to do that. A few who were, like, unfortunately in the hospital or something. But really, for the most part, people saw recaps at the end of the day or... You know they catch sound bites here and there throughout the day, but what you're going to remember is when the fur is flying, when everybody's yelling, when things are hot you don't get you don't remember certainly don't remember images of us getting along, being <laughs> calm, you know that's boring right so an image right. gets created that really was never representative um you know yes, I was in there duking it out for sure, of course, and mm-hmm. I've been doing it for fourteen years but you know, to say that I was this fire-breathing dragon, that was never true either. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. I That's mean, it must it's be weird.
1: pleasing, though, that people are, uh, you know, can have some oh. perspective and see you for how you really are now, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That must be yeah. nice.
2: <laughs> it really is nice. Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's so unexpected. It's one of those, seriously? I mean, it really does leave <laughs> me kind of speechless, honestly. So, yeah, I mean that's what that's what's kind of mind blowing. Who could ever expect this? Who would have ever thought that this could happen? It's kind of but incredible it's like about time, right? Well, it's I mean I can't think <laughs> about time because I thought there would be no time, right? You know? So it's really nice. But I think about it. But when I think about it, I think about it in terms of all of us. How good it is mm-hmm. for women in general to have women who are out there in the world, you know, working hard, doing their thing, to. Have a different image of a woman who's supposedly doing a quote unquote man's job. You know, yeah. it, it, I think it helps all of us when we acknowledge that women should not be treated. Uh, the women should not be the, the focus should not be their looks, the focus mm-hmm. should not be their hair, their makeup, their whatever. Women should be looked at in terms of the job they do and how they do it. And the more we have that happening, the better it is for all of us.
1: Right. And also, I appreciated that about your book as well, because, I mean, what's better than a strong leading lady? (laughs) That's what I say. Um, So obviously, people have seen a disappointing outcome, you know, 20 years ago for you. But is there a case, was it the, would you say the Robert Bardo case that you did was sort of the opposite of that, where you were able to have an outcome that was satisfying and was able to make a difference?
2: Oh well, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, I will say that. I mean, Robert Bardo, the stalker who murdered the actress Rebecca Schaefer, led to steep um, stiffer laws regarding stalking. Yeah, um, it raised awareness about the issues of stalking that can happen to people who are not celebrities. And there are so many women who mm-hmm. have spoken to me about their experiences with ex boyfriends or current boyfriends being stalked. It's a terrifying thing and very dangerous. But but good things came from Simpson too. Hmm. That they awareness got raised about domestic violence. Mm. People became more educated about the fa- the way in which domestic violence does lead to murder um, and serious injury, that it's not just a family affair, that it's actually a crime. These are all things that perhaps today, and especially the millennials know to be true as a matter of course. They mm-hmm. were born with awareness, but so many before that were not. And there was a belief that a woman... You know, was supposed to take it and shut up and not bring shame on the family going, by going to the police. And so, I think that for all of the damage that was done to our belief in the judicial system as a result of the case, I think that was a positive side. That was certainly a silver lining.
1: Oh, that's good. That made me feel. That's uh, encouraging to hear.
2: Um, yeah, something good, right? Yes, yeah.
1: right. Uh, we have one last question that feels weird to ask you, but we ask everyone. Um Which is what do you keep in the trunk of your car
2: <laughs> okay, so it 's changed over time,
1: <laughs> yeah, I right now,
2: keep, <laughs> I used to keep my gym bag okay and and an extra sweatshirt and ex- yeah and extra um sneakers, yeah, but now i don 't now really I have like. Shopping bags and yeah. a, an umbrella. I keep almost nothing in my trunk anymore, Ooh. and I don't know why that is. I don't think I live in my car as much as I used to.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Because that our theory be that. is that what you keep in the trunk of your car tells it can t- reveal who you are at this moment in your life. So you're true. You're
2: evolving. <laughs> I'm evolving. Oh my god. <laughs> oh
1: But no, I <laughs> mean, yeah, you you're. Know, the other thing is,
2: I used to keep um, a change of clothes in my car because just in case. I had to go to court unexpectedly. Oh I'd have a change and I could go grab it. I don't have to do that anymore. So right. aren't yeah, you so glad? Right.
1: You don't have to do that. Yes! Oh my I'm thrilled. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really excited for our listeners to read your book and to hear what they have to think have to say about it. It's really great, and we love
2: you, so thanks. Thank you very much. This was a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much, Sophie. Now please go rest on Labor Day. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah. so I'm gonna go have a drink. Thanks,
1: Marcia. Okay. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.